You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Making Waves. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Making Waves, the Shiprock podcast. You're usually familiar with hearing the lovely, supple sounds of Justin Press. Uh, we're sorry about that. You are going to be saddled with me. I'm Al McManus. I'm the director of operations for Ask for Entertainment and second biggest POD fan on the planet, uh, second only to Sonny's lovely mother. Oh. <laughs> and uh chad uh i like to for, before i introduce sunny which i've already done uh hey, chad why don't you uh say hello to the lovely people out there in podcast land hello lovely people and i challenge sunny's mother as the second largest POV Ooh. fan Ooh. Uh, i apologize sunny but i uh i i think i might take the, take the uh, cake. Awesome. joking well, she's, she's number she's number one we're one that's it two, three. i'm yes. chad thanks for thanks for being here buddy awesome so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight is the undeniable frontman for the genre-bending, platinum-selling, and three times Grammy-nominated, and three times Shiprock performers, 2012, 2015, and 2018, the band P.O.D., who has a streaming series coming soon called Satellite Over Southtown, which is happening on May 13th, May 17th, and June 10th, which you can purchase with the link in the description on this video, and we'll post it to our socials. You can, I'm sure that you can also find it at POD's official website, which I believe is payableondeath.com. Yes, sir. Making Waves, well the Shiprock Podcast, warmly <laughs> welcomes Sonny from POD. Yeah, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. You are welcome. Love Thank you to be here. Thank you for joining us tonight. It looks like you settled into your location currently, which is, uh, which is where? I'm at the tribal warehouse, tribal streetwear warehouse. So I'm in Bobby's office, get to hang out. All right. I'm uh I'm uh stealing his Wi-Fi right now. Oh man. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> he doesn't I mean, know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is I mean it is cool. We were gonna try to go live to Facebook. We had a weird technical thing, but the but Sonny's uh his whole vibe right now with everything behind him looks pretty rad. Um, yeah, so yeah. hopefully we'll put it we'll have a couple of videos of that to put up on our socials here later. Uh so Sonny, tell us about this is obviously a really big deal for you guys, the uh the series coming up, and you guys clearly are spending a lot of time promoting and talking about it, and we thank you for doing that with us. So that's where I would like to start tonight is just tell us about how this thing came about and uh you know the genesis of the operation and basically mm -hmm. who, who can we blame who can you blame for the whole thing <laughs> uh truthfully man i think we're kind of late to the game you know i mean most bands have done two three four five six you know streams um when this all started uh and it be, kind of became the thing to do you know once we knew we wouldn't be on the road i mean first of all when we, the, the first two months it was like oh that's cool i'm stoked to be home you know a few few shows canceled but i, I love being home with my family and then once uh, you know everything kind of got extended, then this whole thought of streaming and these these drive-in shows and stuff like that. But truthfully, man, we're 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 such a live band, and we feed off the the, the crowd that it we just didn't feel like it would come off correctly, you know, or, or right. So I think we just held off as long as we could. But here we are now, and um, I mean, obviously things are getting better. 
but it was just time to do to do something. So it's still a little weird not having a crowd there, but um, we did do the three concert series and we recorded it all in, in one day. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, we, we got to rehearse for about nine days, almost eight hours a day. And then we just, we banged it out and we haven't played together in over a year. So it was just, it was just fun to be with the rest of the guys. Um, so we'll be streaming that. And um, yeah, we hooked up with a cool company called Mandolin. And we did it over here at our Petco Park, which is the Padres ballpark. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. When you say Petco Park, because I mean, I'm familiar with it. Are you like on the field? Like what's the, what's the vibe? What, are we, what can we expect here? This Petco Park is so cool. It's a fairly new um, uh, stadium. And so it's kind of like in the back of the outfield. They actually have a, an open lawn area and there's an actual built in um, stage there. So we just jumped on the stage, but because we have such a great relationship with Petco Park and the Padres, I mean, they turned on all the stadium lights. They had, you know, our name up and all the, you know, the, the cool LEDs, the, you know, the big screen. And so um, they just gave us the royal treatment. And so we got to spend all day um, with friends and family out there. And um, we just did our best to do, I think it was three sets and over 40 songs. <laughs> Holy moly! Let's yeah. if you don't mind. If you don't mind, I want to go back to the rehearsals on this thing because clearly, mm. I mean, you guys, you're going deep on this thing, right? There's there's the yeah. satellite, then there's the, so I got it right. There's a satellite, and then there's the B sides, but then there's what's the one in the middle? Fundamental elements of South and our first major label uh, record. I mean, front to back. There's, there are songs in here that you guys haven't played ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever, there's maybe. There, there are songs that we did on the rarities that uh, we haven't played ever. I want to say we, we played every song on Fundamental and and Southtown, or excuse me, Fundamental and Satellite. But on the rarities, we did some soundtracks. There were songs that we did, um, you know, that Marcos. We when Marcos was out of the band and Jason Truby was the guitar player that mm -hmm. we had written, and we've never played those live. He'd never even heard them probably, you know. So we we put together a lot of stuff. Some. Uh, about four songs on our independent records that we did over 20 something years ago. So there's songs in there we haven't played for over 20 years. That's crazy. It was what fun. Does it feel like? Yeah. I can't imagine. It's, it's a lot, man. It was, I mean, first it was just cool to be with, with all the guys again, you know, Trey, our bass player, he moved to Nashville a couple years ago. So we, yeah, man. One of my really people now. Yeah. We haven't even seen him since, you know, the beginning of, of 2020, you know, so uh, just to get together and jam um, was amazing. But we, you know, we kind of did our research before just listening to old lyrics and stuff. It, it, we all went back through memory lane for sure, you know, especially on the independent records. And, and then you're like, dude, why do we make 20 minute songs back in the day? You know what I mean? Was there a little editing going on? Did you guys change the arrangements on some of them? No, I mean, most of the songs that we kind of play in our, in our, you know, in our normal sets, uh, we're used to jamming them out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite but pretty much. Song. Yeah. But the songs that we actually had to listen to, to, to relearn, mm -hmm. we're like, let, we're not changing nothing. Right. We we're playing it the same way it is. It's just easy. And, and muscle memory kicks in a lot mm -hmm. and just, I mean, you know, you, you obviously you got to get on the horse, but once you get going, you're like, okay, I think we got this. Yeah. Was there uh was there times when you're going through those songs, there's got to be those moments where it just flashes you back to those moments that you probably haven't even been emotionally it's oh, since, yeah. you, since you recorded or listened to those songs last. I mean, was yeah. there any of those, any of those things that stood out to you? Yeah. I mean, once you can, once you get over the, the, 
that initial reaction like dude what were we thinking or or we sound so differently or <laughs> yeah. that sucks you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> it is so bad you go through all that but a lot of it was just just memories you know we we worked hard independently for a long time you know what i mean just in a van and trailer and playing wherever they'd let us play um so there was kind of that pre um atlantic days you know we had a lot of a good mm -hmm. independent years that we did everything on our own and then and then we jumped in, obviously, the Atlantic years and the success of those records and, you know, all the, the flashbacks and memories of, of just how lucky we, we've been, you know, all these years. And then to be able to do it um, almost 30 years later, it just it was more of a just a, a grateful session, not only to be playing outside of COVID. It seems like things are getting better and back to normal. Um, going through all those songs, we were just reminiscing on, on too much to even mention. So it was it was a good time. Yeah. yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun, huh? Yeah. Can, uh, can I ask something real quick uh, about mm -hmm. this whole process? And you know, not to keep hammering on it, but uh, you know, you guys started what nineteen ninety two, right? Yep. Um, you've mentioned the band and trailer days. That's mm -hmm. you know, my my band Wilson. Before we broke up, we never got past the band and trailer days. <laughs> so like, it, we did something when we when we split. We played our last show. We did our front to back of all of our records, and we you know laid it to to, to rest. And uh, playing some of those songs, I'm, I'm going to ask you vocalist to vocalist. <clears throat> you forget how not only that your vocal chords in general just change as you grow older from right. 1992 right. to now, but also the way that you've learned to project as you've gotten more intelligent yeah, as, yeah. A, as a musician and then coming back all the way back to that was that scary for you like to, to like to i just can't even imagine like being you know x 10 20 years uh, yeah. after doing this thing that i was an idiot just blasting <laughs> my throat you know i had no idea and then you're like how do i make how do I make that sound like that? Again? Yeah, yeah. Where was, your, where was your like um, your holdings? I suppose at that. Yeah, <laughs> at that moment. I mean, unfortunately for me, I think I've learned that lesson way too too late in the game. You know what I mean? It's like all I knew how to do was just you know bl blow out your voice and then you know and and then keep going. You know what I mean? You didn't even stop then. Yeah. But but and I, I think I'm still learning a lot of that. You know, like it's there is such a subconscious thing, and um, you know, obviously whatever things we've read or we've got went through vocal coaches and just whatever to try to save your voice especially for touring um but not only were those things kind of coming in and i was I, I feel like i was doing better as i was going um but a lot of it was just worried because i hadn't i hadn't screamed or even done anything in over a year so even like my wife was like you know are you worried like you know because we, we were doing some demo stuff you know we're writing and stuff and even when i'd get there to lay down scratch vocals i'd be like oh dude i'm so rusty you know like that first couple screams and your your voice is just shot so mm -hmm. i was i was pacing myself um during rehearsals you know those first couple of days i kind of let it go just to kind of callous up a little bit but really um you know luckily for us we kind of had all our it's probably the first time we ever practiced with in-ears and in-ears are such a lifesaver, you know, and that's oh, yeah. something, again, for me, yeah. late in the game, um, because I always thought it was it just wasn't punk rock, you know, as it was, it was. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. But it's, so, but it's smart. It's, but it's the older you get, the older you get, you're like, dude, I, mm -hmm. I cannot pull. I mean, we're playing six days a week, you know, in every weather. And we're touring our butts harder than we ever have. There's no way I can do this without in-ears. And so even during practice, you know, I was mindful just to, to, to practice um, low and which was still difficult because a lot of these songs, you know, you're surprised how much um, 
cues the guys take off of just certain vocals, you know, and before it was always like, no, we follow the drums or we follow the guitar riff. And mm-hmm. they're like, dude, I'm following you, bro. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> once I hear that one line, I kind of know where I'm at, you know? And yeah. so it's just, it's fun. But you know, same thing. And then recording all those songs back to back, the way it was getting colder and colder. I'm sipping on my tea as much as I could. I'm trying not to, um, you know, I'm just trying to sing through my nose. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not blow out my voice, you know, even the screams try to get muster up from the belly. It's just, but these are just things you, you know, fortunately you kind of learn as you, as you go, which, which now I see it was such a, such a benefit. Yeah. It's uh, just hearing, it sounds that was so romantically like, <laughs> display. honestly, yeah. just the thinking about that, all of that and it, all of the years that you guys have been doing it. And then to yeah. have that conversation where it's like, you're still like in love with the idea of what it is to be with your buds. And oh like, yeah, dude. Music. And you know, you have a certain respect for the fans, obviously, for, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what in years, like I always thought of, well, I never did it until the last record cycle of our band. I was like, oh my, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> did you love it? Did you <laughs> love it? So much better. Did you I love it? it? Yes. Yeah, I, but I, I hate, not I at hate first. It. At yeah. first yeah. I was all like, no, but then I, crowd, yeah. I put a crowd mic out there and I was yeah. like, oh, there you go. Yeah. That's key too. Man, That's key just, too. Yeah. You just sound better. You listen yeah. to the recordings from like non, you know, in-ears to like using in-ears and like those people paid money. I need to see us, and now I feel better about that feeling. So, Sonny, you're a good person to ask this. Um, we mentioned before we started recording here, um, I, went, I was on the road with an old country music singer named Ronnie Millsap, who's blind. Mm. And he was born with a little bit of sight, but he's he's been blind his whole life. And he couldn't, you know, I told him for a long time, I was like, man, we should get in-ears. This is like at the beginning of ears. I said, man, you should probably try in-ears that way. Yeah. You know, the monitors are consistent and you don't have to worry about, you know, and he, and we tried them uh, a couple different things we tried, but he tried in-ears and it was, uh, it was a couple things were messed up. He uses his ears to, to stand, right? I mean, he, he can't right. see the ground. So it was a pretty trippy thing for him that he just couldn't. He lost, he lost all bearing of where he was physically in a room or in a space, right? And yeah. he said, you know, and he's like, so that was just, that was alarming to begin with. So it kind of threw it out the window right away. He, and he says, he says to me, he goes, baby, you know, baby, think about those in-ears is, you know, <laughs> you never play a bad room. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he goes, but baby, you don't ever play a good one either. I thought that was, I thought it was really interesting, man. Because let's face it, right? You probably had those gigs, and you have too, Chad. Where maybe it's a small theater or something like that, and the monitors are right, the stage volume's right, the drums are right, everything's right. Oh yeah, yeah. And the room is right, like say, like a Nashville were spoiled with the Ryman, right? And the room is mm. right, and everything in the crowd is right, and it just feels and sounds so. Yeah. Good. It feels like your garage when you first started, probably right. Where yeah, you're just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> have you uh, have you? Well, I guess you've had one gig in there with with ears at this point, or did you have ears before? Uh, Oh no! Like, I, I'm sorry. Ears, I'm, ge- yeah. I'm geeking out. I'm sorry. I love the, the geek. No, I, yeah, me too. I, I've had ears for some years now, but uh, I mean, I, I even tried them. You know, when I had my 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 locks, but you know, at first song they're gone. You know what I mean? It just when they whip out, they're gone. It's there's no there's no point in having it. But then when I cut my hair, you know, again, so many gigs where you're like, dude, I'm I'm just I just don't have that stamina anymore. You know, as much as you warm up, as much as you take care of it, it's you know, when you get into those rooms that aren't right, like you're saying, you overcompensate. And mm-hmm. then all it takes is one time, especially on some of these trips. Um, I've never lost my voice completely before, but 
there was some of these trips where, you know, you just don't get enough rest. The older you get, your body, um, you can be totally normal during the day, but you get on stage and your body's like, nope, I'm going to quit right now on you. And it's, to me, that's the worst feeling ever. It's happened, I want to say maybe three times, you know, midway through the set. And you, you know, it's happening. Like, dude, my voice is going and you just feel the anxiety and you feel so bad. Mm -hmm. Not for, you know, for the crowd, you know, like you said, they, they paid to be here, man. And, and so we've had to kind of do everything we can. I mean, from pulling people on stage to sing the songs, to finish them, uh, you know, crowd participation, you know, the guys are singing as much as they can. Um, and luckily for us, we were able to pull it off. And then you asked the, the, the fan later, like, dude, so sorry. Like, no way. That was the best time ever. But to you, you know, you're like, dude, that it's, you know, you're just exposed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that, at that point you have no choice. You're like, dude, I got to try, I got to jump on these in-ears. And, and again, you, like you said, you got to get used to them. It doesn't feel the same way. I mean, Trey, our bass player, our drummer, like they refuse. I think eventually they will, but they refuse. We're old school. You, you yeah. like the, you like the sound, you know, and you know, obviously bass and drums is, but you, it, it, it saves your ears, dude. And, and for mm -hmm. me, it saves my throat. So I have no choice. I can't imagine you saying your drummer doesn't use them. Right. That's the one to you. That's like, that's Bro, the he's, one that would use at first. He's got superpower hearing because you know I'm like you're gonna you're you're gonna go deaf, dude. As heavy as as hard as he plays, um, yeah, I can hear you know I can hear his cymbals through my in ears. Oh, you know? yeah. I don't even have him mic. I have like his hi hat, his, his snare, dude. You know, yeah. a little bit of kick. But I try to do my monitors <laughs> just right too because you know, dude, still five out of ten times, whatever, they end up coming out or something goes wrong and you pull them out halfway through the set and you still need something you know see at least for the right. rumble you know yeah does he have a little yeah. kicker on his on his throne that that, that yeah that, he's got yeah. all this stuff but yeah. his monitors bro are blasting and i'm like dude i don't know how you do it yeah. dude yeah That's you can hear it through my the... mic i'm like bro on some of the smaller stages like bro you're 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 your monitors are bleeding through my mic, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the sound, and then, then you have to you yell at the sound man. You know, you're like, dude, he's got the, yeah, not his fault. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you could you could tell him, hey, listen, you can either get ears or we're getting a drum shield, and that that's like he'll immediately get he'll immediately get in ears, <laughs> like a church shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, the cone of shame. That's right. So if our the listeners don't know what that is, the drum shield is the yeah. plastic, the giant tall plastic yeah. drummer. And what that does is it prevents the sound of the drums going to go into right. the microphones on the stage. So it's it just drum it, prison. One drummer I work with said it was the fun inhibitor. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Sonny, I, I have an interesting question. Of, or I think it's interesting. I'm interested in, in hearing your thoughts on this. So when you, you know, there's gigs, you know, I go back to my, my old client because he's in the country music hall of fame. And that wisdom that I got from him for those 10 years was just unbelievable. But his thing, you know, at the end of a gig, we'd be on the bus and I, you know, Hey, how, how was your, how was your, how was the gig, Ronnie? And he say, he say, Oh, it was, it was fine. He's like, you know, the monitor is his big thing was the monitors because yeah. he hears so well. He said, you know, the monitors were this and that. I don't understand why the, then the monitor guy would be there and we'd work through it after every gig. This guy's done <laughs> thousands and thousands of yeah. gigs, but he still wanted to nitpick, which is totally healthy Always. and normal and, yeah. and appreciated. But, um, he would, he would, I would say, well, Ronnie, I said, 
you sounded great out front. Yeah. I mean, that was my, that was always my, <laughs> That's thing. Always like, I'm like, it's, and it really did. I mean, it sounded <laughs> amazing. He had a great front of house guy and it was always so consistent for live musicians yeah. and live mics on the stage. It's, it was unbelievable how good it sounded night after night. And he's like, that's all that matters. He's like, he's like, <laughs> well, you know, but that, and that's the question. It, it's hard to balance that, isn't it? You come off the stage and you're not personally satisfied necessarily with your performance, with the sound, with the screw up that you had, with the thing right, you thought right. you could have done, right? I mean, isn't that, the, that's kind of the balance and the struggle the of norm. being a musician, right? Yeah, it's the norm. It's very rare do you walk off and one of us isn't complaining. When I say complaining, I don't mean like, right. you know, you know, bitching about it. It's just more like, dude, my monitor sucked. Or, you know, it's very rare that that happens. Someone is saying something happened. And then, you know, that's just normal conversation. And then Eddie or our sound guy will come in. And he's like, dude, you guys killed it. Sounds so good. And we're like, really? We're like, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just need, you know, the coach to come in and be like, great game, guys. Good game, good game boys. Good game. Here's you guys some killed slices. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys killed it tonight. We're like, sick. Yeah. You know. Because we're, we're you're always your worst critics, you know. Sure. It's like strange. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine of all the years. I mean, you guys like like we talked about the nominations, the awards, yeah. the everything, you know. And like, here's the who's your sound guy? So what was his name? Just give him a shout. Yeah, out. Oh, Eddie. We call him Eddie Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Boy. And here comes Doctor Evil. After all those wins. Oh, Doctor Evil. I love Eddie. You know Doctor Evil. <laughs> yeah, I toured with what's, him. It, if you know, what's Eddie's last name? Uh, o oh, okay. Eddie Hotel. Eddie Ortel. 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 Okay. Yeah, I know Eddie. You know sure. Eddie. You know yeah. Eddie. Yeah. 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 I did a Guar tour. My band toured with yep. Guar, and he was a, he was a guy. That, but He's so you're, you're waiting. You're just sitting in that that dressing room backstage, you know. And here here comes Eddie, and you're like, just see what Eddie says. You know, what I'm <laughs> like after all those wins. What's the report? Here's the guy who comes in here and yeah. just gives you that whole. Yeah. Fucking yeah, bottle of champagne, <laughs> certain moment, you know. Yeah, because it's never. I mean, it's so cool. You know, obviously, if if your the drums whatever fell over or you know your guitar broke, it's like there's those things you can't help. But it's always just those little things that probably no one ever picks up on. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. what you wanted to do. And then when he comes in and he's like, "Dude, the crowd was great. Everybody was loved it. Cool." You know, even even when we were playing the other night into our third set, we were so exhausted and tired. Um, you know, when you talk to like my cousin, well, the drummer, uh, there's so many things you want to do because you're like, you know, that, that make it you or like, dude, I, I got this little feel here. I got this, you know, little spicy little thing that I, I usually do that, you know, sets me apart, you know, but at that point we were so tired. It's just like, I couldn't even do those things. So I'm just, I'm just happy that I got through the basics. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but no, and some, anybody's going to hear it be like, dude, that sounded great. But in his mind, he'd be like, man, I wish I could have did this, yeah. you know? It happens with re recordings too, but you know, you, you record songs that you, you've never even really played or lived with. And then after you finally record it, mix master, you're like, dude, I wish I could do this over again. And then, you know, that just kind of carries over into live performances. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd never listen to those songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. One time you, you would go air drumming your own song. Yeah. You're like, I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. That, that, okay. Then that, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, bro, you're not playing it like the record. <laughs> How am I supposed to air drum? You suck. Exactly. This sucks. You so that, <laughs> that raises an interesting uh, question. What is if Could you could you think of one in your I mean, look, we're talking about 30 years of, of grinding and out here in 20 years since satellite. Is there one track over the years that just gets under your skin? Like, man, whatever it is, I, I couldn't stand my vocal performance. The guitar is, is there one. 
uh, as far as recordings go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess oh, yeah, dude. it would have to be recordings, right? Because you just yeah. listening to our independent stuff. I mean, we played some of those songs and listening to it. Even like I'm sitting there with my kids, and they're like, "Dude, dad, your daddy, your voice sounds so. It sound that's not you, you know? Because right. you're just you didn't. It's not that I know what I'm doing now. It's just you know, it's just different. You know, you've, little. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't let know. Me re- so you let me, to you like, this sounds like crap, dude. Let me refine the question. Let me refine the question of your biggest hits. And we all know what they are. Is there one of those where you're like, Ooh, we should have, we could have. Like, a re- cause that, cause that's the true, a that's a true artist right there. Their best piece of work, whatever they feel like is, and usually it's the newest thing is your best, right? I think that's, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but is there one of those in one of the, one of the iconic hits that you've had, which is amazing. That you've had that many. Um, is there one that, is there one that sticks in your crawl? There's, there's nothing that I would say I would do differently because I think at the time, again, I'm 30 years. I'm not this experience. I got it down. Every time I go in the studio, I'm like, I'm always, I'm always learning. And even in the studio to, to just be there in that moment, it was me just, again, never playing those songs ever. You just try to do the best that you can. And then when, obviously when they had success, it was like, Oh my, Oh my gosh. You know, but, but I think that's the cool thing about doing stuff live. You know, we do extend stuff. We do change things up. You do kind of do things in a way that maybe you would have done it, you know, having known a little bit better or, or some songs you do the like, same exact way because it just, it feels good, you know? So mm-hmm. there's nothing I said I would change it. It's just, bro, it, 30 years later, I feel like I'm, I'm super lucky, you know what I mean? Because I never went in this like, oh yeah, I got this down. It's like I went in this as a young kid that was just stoked to to jam with his his boys, and then you know, I never I never thought I'd leave San Diego, you know. So and, t- and, and terrified sometimes, probably. Yeah, still. Uh, that's yeah. why you, you you should be. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah. I go in the studio, I'm still terrified. I'm like, dude, because you're so naked, you know what I mean? And then you got these guys looking at you while you do it. You're trying something out for the first time, and God forbid you you know you mess up or squeak or whatever. It's just you're so exposed, but that, to me, that, that scary process is, is just part of it, you know? So I, I don't go in, like, I, I got this down. It's just like, dude, let's just try it out see what happens. And mm-hmm. I, I really do rely on the guys and even who's producing at the time to be like, dude, that was sick. And I'm like, you really, cause I, I could have 20 different things in my, my mind that I, I w- would try or I'd want to try. And I do at times and they're like, nah, let's keep this part or that was, yeah, that was better. Let's go this route. And so I, it's constant learning, you know, and, and the cool thing about having different people and working with different people, you, you're always learning something new. Um, That's you. It, 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 Chad, I'm taking over. Do you, do you have, do you have something? Cause I like, no, I mean, I, I, what, what, what we're just talking I mean, shop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to segue. I mean, at some point I wanted to segue about something that I thought was very cool about what you, these live streams uh, that you mm-hmm. did, I, I think I already do. And yes, if you yes, don't yes. mind, um, I, so on is April thirteenth. You guys, so we missed it. You know, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Day, you guys. Okay, yeah. so that pre-party, pre-Q and A, when when I read what I think I read is correct. You guys did the pre-Q and A, the pre-party, the Q and A thing with um, your actual like A and R from back in the day who who signed you to Atlantic yeah, Records. John Rubley. Yeah, he drove down from mm-hmm. L.A. just to hang out and kind of uh, moderate the whole thing. Can can yeah, we ask you like? Yeah, that's got to be part of my French. That's got to be <laughs> fucking crazy I don't, yeah. to be in a room together. How long you? I, mean, I, I assume you're pretty close, at least. Uh, oh no, we're we're day. yeah. We and even though we haven't worked together in 
you know, 10 years, he's, he's one of the good ones. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. he, he I left Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> Wait, good. Well, what the- no, no, no. He is not, he is not the, 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 the evil empire whatsoever. You know, he's not the system. He, he never was. He's, he is just one of those. He's a, he even said it to, I had dinner with him the other night and he's like, dude, uh, he's just a professional fan. You know, he's like, he's, he helped start Lollapalooza. You know what I mean? He was around all these bands. He's a, he's just, he knows what he's talking about. Um, he just never really fit in with that, that corrupt label business. You know what I mean? Because he really is trying to honor the band and lift up the band. Whereas most people now, they just want to take from the band. So he's, right. he's hasn't changed. Like I said, there's probably five people I've met, you know, in the industry that I would actually say I like, you know what I mean? And he's one of them. Two um, of them being on this Zoom. Thank well, you. Well, I mean, I mean, you guys, this is different. We're, I'm talking about right. Like it's different. The, oh, the, I see. The paper, you know. Work. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I know exactly. The, what you mean. The guys exactly. who write the checks, you know what I mean, yeah, or, or, yeah. or or try to tell your band what they're supposed to be like and do and and change you to be this or that, you know. It's like that industry stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so he's he, it was awesome and. and I think we spent more time talking about memories and past than we really did answering questions and stuff. Cause once we get together, I mean, do we, we have so much history, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we did it together and to look back, it's like, we still trip out that we were able to accomplish what we did, you know, from yeah. him just being a punk rock kid and us just being this band that never thought we'd leave San Diego. So it's just, it was definitely nostalgic, you know? Mm. How, how did he find you? That's what I, I mean, the, the, it's so cool that you did this like for, as a, as not only a fan, yeah. but also like a, a guy who's been through some of this this shit. Right, like right. Having right. that moment to reflect. I mean, you're talking about 1998. This is uh, yeah. what I'm trying to do. Quick math here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty more years. years right? <laughs> Chad, you were, like, yeah. Chad, you were nine. Yeah, <laughs> I was nine. Nine months. Uh, no. <laughs> I was nine months. I was barely a zygote. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> good song idea, title. Good song title, by the way. Yeah, I know. Barely, barely a zygote. You're welcome, there, guys. There you You're go. Welcome. There you go. There's your new record. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So when when how did he find you? Like you're in San Diego. You started in 1992. You got six years in, in there. Yeah. Most bands break up. Right. Right. Those fans right. that are doing that and just trying to like rent a hall. I did all that shit. Find somebody yeah, to yeah. like let you just listen to it, mailing in your tapes, whatever it is. And here comes this motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he obviously he was he was in L.A. already. He was in our guy. We had done in, stuff independently for six years already. Um, and then, you know, we at that point, I mean, that's all we wanted to do at that point. But then once we got to kind of touring all year long, selling merch out of the back of the van and just like, okay, we've played these shows before. Maybe it's time to seek other things, you know? And um, at that point, I think, you know, our manager, he had made some calls um, and, you know, for people to come check us out. And uh, it's funny because John will tell the same story. He flew out to Wald Lake, Michigan. Okay. You, you know, Wald Lake? I'm, he's like, there right I'm now. Thirty minutes. It's bro. I'm in the lake. No, no. I'm like thirty minutes yeah, where yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm yeah, in the yeah. wall. I'm in the wall. <laughs> I'm, right I'm right. in the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. We we played some young, uh, you know, rock venue on a Wednesday night in Wall Lake, Michigan. There were a thousand kids there going nuts, and he watched us for the first time and took us out to Danny's afterwards. We had a bunch of the you know warriors that came with us and. And he's like, I got, there's platinum artists on Atlantic Records right now that can't even pack in a bar. He's like, and you guys, you know, but that was the work that we had done. That was, and that's really the, a lot of these, the success, I can say it, and I don't care who's listening, 
it had nothing to do with Atlantic Records. It had to do, I mean, obviously they're the, they're, they pushed the buttons. It was the fans that came with us that, and that's what, that's first of all, what got us noticed. Yeah. And then if you know the history from, you know, TRL and before there were cell phones, kids were waiting at a, an hour a day at a certain time, whatever their, their standard time to was, but they were to call in to vote yeah. and said, that's my band. But that was six, seven years that we had already built underground and because it was the, the fan base that said, dude, this is my band, they were forced to listen. They were forced to, you know, because they didn't do, they didn't go above and beyond. They didn't do whatever. If anything, after John Sauce and Wall Lake, then he set up a show at the Roxy on Sunset Boulevard or the Whiskey. The head of the label at the time, he's still over there at Atlantic. He came and it was the worst show ever, you know, and we were like, oh, this is bad. And so sure enough, he pulled out, he pulled John aside after that night and he said, you got one shot. He said, is this the band you want to take? You know, you, if you, you get one shot, I'm giving you, because I like you, that's it. I'm giving you one shot. Is this the band you want to play that card? And he said, yes, it is. And so, mm-hmm. so they signed us regardless. And when that, again, didn't care much when that record went platinum, then it was like, Oh, we got something on our hands. And then they started to pay attention. You know what I mean? Then, then the little things come in and, and then, you know, because we never had radio or anything at the time. It was all MTV, TRL, and, but it was fan voter based. And so, we, you know, it was our fans that, that really got us um, noticed. Do you think that you could have gotten to that point where you're getting your record deal there in Los Angeles without the six years before that? I mean, that's, that's part of the story, you know? I mean, we, we had got offers from other labels, you know, while we were looking and we turned down a lot of stuff because we just felt that it wasn't, that's not how it was supposed to go down, you know? Um, because even because of our, you know, our, we're, I'm a, I'm a man of faith and we, and we were known as a faith-based band, you know, and we're open about our beliefs and stuff. So there were a lot of the, the you know, huge Christian labels uh, and I, again, I, I never call myself a Christian band. I didn't know there was Christian music. I didn't know there was a Christian industry. Um, you know, I, I didn't know any of these things. That's something I learned as I went. We were just a band that played from the neighborhood, right? But then once, um, you know, these labels at that point started to show interest, even some of the, the biggest labels at that point, um, we just didn't believe that was for us because we were playing secular shows. We were, we were playing with all these bands. We weren't playing in this kind of bubble and so, like, why would we cater, not cater, but why would we go that route when we've been doing everything on our own anyway? So mm-hmm. we kind of really did, we, we held out, you know, and I think the, kind of the stars just aligned. And, and when we got our shot, you know, we blew it, but, but, but our A&R <laughs> fought for us. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, no, I know. Our A&R fought for us and, and, you know, the rest is history. Do you think that it's possible in this day and age in 2021 to pull off a success story like P.O.D.? Uh um it's not the same i i think i mean you know there's 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 bands that are still hustling like we did you know and, they, and i believe they have um there's there's a lot of more opportunities and there's greater platforms to get your music across and stuff but but there's also you know 20 billion more bands now than there were you know back then it was you committed to a certain thing it wasn't you weren't doing something for fun you know you didn't have band members in all four corners of the world and mp3 sent and you know play bass in one place it was you know what i mean uh it's just it's a different industry you know we were really that band from the garage you know from the neighborhood making noise and we that story was kind of created for us you know um 
now guys can now bands can do it on their own and i i, I say go for it do as everything a, you can as a whole do you think that the quality of music has changed because of that dynamic yeah and, and you know there's the there's a lot of the same writers that you know that write for you know if they're writing now the same guy that's writing for a pop artist is writing for a rock band and so it's like oh i see a lot of the similarities in the sounds and too, too many people in the industry are chasing, you know, the way this record sounded or, or the, that mixer, you know, or that producer. We, we watched that as we came up with Howard Benson. Howard Benson wasn't known, but the moment he did Fundamental and Satellite, his repertoire and list of bands after that is endless because they were like, I want our want album that. to sound like Satellite. Yeah, we want that. You know? Yeah. And so his career just completely blew up. And so, I don't know, it just takes a lot of this, the individuality and the uniqueness and, and, you know, and then now because the attention span of that 14 year old kid is just so quick, um, they really haven't, you know, they, they don't know their history. They think they do, but they, they don't. All they know is what they hear on their phones, even the sound. I mean, how good, how good, it, how, how much, how, how good can it sound from your phone? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or even now at your radio, it's just different, you know, and no one's investing the time into all that stuff. And so, um, you know, and, and a lot of the new bands that I like, and but I listen, and, and I guess I'm old and I'm old school, but you know, there's certain certain sounds, even to their drums, it's like everybody sounds the same. And I'm like, dude, I've heard that riff a million times. Like, isn't that isn't that copyrighted? You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. but but we were we at fundamental. We were right at that 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 point of pro tools. I remember we were going to go with a whole different guy, Ed Stasium, who had did like Living Color, and he did a, a bio, you know, Biohazard, all kinds of bands, and. But every all the sound was warm, and then when we got with Howard, he's like, "Let me tell you about this new thing called Pro Tools." And we're like, "The heck with that, dude! We're gonna, yeah, mm -hmm. we're gonna record on a computer. That's that's not rock and roll." Yeah. But somehow, somehow, he convinced us. We still recorded on the tape, and then we transferred Brought over. Yeah. But then by that time, by the time Satellite came out, we were like, "All right, we're done with tape. This is just the way things are going yeah. now." But we were still able to get, you know, your, your your individual sounds. But now, bro, with filters and stuff like. It's amazing yeah. what before we couldn't even take our cell phones into the studio because it was like it's going to interfere with the stuff. Yeah. Now I'll do vocals like on a kitchen floor now, and the dogs <laughs> there's five dogs running around their their nails, and I'm looking at the guy producing. I'm like, bro, can you get your dog out of here because it's going to bleed right through the. But there's so much technology and stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't even hear that stuff. Yeah, dude. and speaking of that technology and Howard Benson, I'll be the first to tell you that his vocal plug-in is amazing. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, man. It's one of my favorite pieces of gear. His vocal plug in is fantastic. You it's know? all you need to your sessions. Too. It's probably yeah, yeah. Hey, look, man. There's, there's it's his Bro, thing. It's his thing. I think he's got sure. a pedal. He's got a pedal out. It's called Euthanation. I think Marcos hit him up recently. He's like, hey, dude, <laughs> where's my cut? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, I, I, should I get some of this? You know? uh, I, I think there's an IP lawyer going to call yeah. you real quick, buddy. <laughs> that, that's my buddy's going to call you. Yeah, yeah. You're so right, though. I mean, I was just when I was listening to you, dude, like I, I was never there, but I relate yeah. to this story. Everybody wants to talk in our world will either love or hate Billie Eilish. I love Billie mm -hmm. Eilish. And that's the romantic story. It didn't need it. it you know, they came to you, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. They came to her. It's her thing. And with her brother yeah. in a room and you look at that, how they did all they needed was this and this and this and don't cost more than 200 bucks or whatever right. it is. And regardless of how you want to look at it, 
that story, though they didn't go out and grind and put. No, that, but that's the beauty of yeah. Same same ethos. You can't tell yeah. me because I already fucking you know I already did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you oh it's working and you want some of it and on top of that you're not going to tell me how I'm going to do it moving forward and that's what you had the benefit of you know like yeah. with your specifically in that day and age with an A and R that said I'll. There's a good chance I'll lose my job over this. Yeah. Time, right? <laughs> However, I'm so committed to it that I'm going to be that yeah. mountain. I, I come from the, the I was telling uh, Al this earlier, not a lot of people know this, but I started singing in a band that was faith-based. I personally mm-hmm. wasn't, but the rest of the guys were. So I was yeah. very familiar with that scene, you know, from the from the back end. What was that festival in, in Chicago? That our, Cornerstone. Our oh, Cornerstone. Cornerstone. Played, we played yep. it. I, 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 you were the, you guys played it one of the years we're playing it blindside you know there's very few s- stories yeah. from that area that are like you and blindside that came to yeah, that space yeah. where, like it transcended e- even if the band wasn't faith-based in what the, right. you know christian music you're following what you're talking about. i know where you played now when you said Walt yeah Walt, and I was like, i know exactly where you're at and those people <laughs> they're family yeah you know, for like, sure, dude. You don't have that the way that you like those hall. I related to hall shows because I grew up in that area. Yeah. Era, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so. I think it, your story, your band. If there's not a documentary or a movie out there already <laughs> floating around, you know, even if it's the catalyst of something that's larger, the POD thing is like that's the real deal. That's the thing that yeah. doesn't happen in rock anymore. You know. Yeah, and we we no for the. Yeah, I, I think the more we talk about it, again, even reminiscing in the past few weeks, we're, we really are humbled and grateful um, be, because of everything. You know, there's a lot that we gave up. You know, there was a, a season where, you know, we were just like, dude, you know, even being on Atlantic, it was like, they don't care anymore. They're just, you know, it was during the season when everybody was losing their jobs, all the, the labels were crumbling, you know, stuff was going downhill. And it's like, dude, they're dumping all this money to make these records that they don't care about. You know what I mean? So, and then you, then you watch all the bands around you too, be kind of become the new darling up with. Yeah. You grew up with, and, and, but now they're changing, their sounds changing. And it's not like it's changing because we're, you know, we're experimenting or, or we're, it's like, you know, you're changing because you're, you're pleasing someone else. You know, the way you look, you're pleasing someone else. It's just a, there's a lot of those politics and we kind of came to that crossroads, even in our career where it's like, you know what? Like this, this is probably going to hurt us, this decision, because we're choosing to jump off the machine, you know, uh, uh, train right now. And and we, you know, we counted the costs. It was it was a lot more than we thought, you know, because you once you're out the system, it's almost like you're blackballed. You're just mm-hmm. you're out of the system. Yeah. And it was already and we already had the the the, the, the baggage anyway. Oh, they're there at first. Well, they're that Christian band or, you know, or other things, too. You know, or we're, we're not we're not like a lot of bands and so you know sometimes that hurts you in a way you know what i mean but we, we like i said we counted the cost and we said dude we're, we just want to make music and be fun again because every time if you listen to our interviews from the beginning we we're just like dude whenever this stops being fun like dude i, I don't want to be in this band anymore and then there was a season where it's like it's not really fun anymore but it's we're a corporation now <laughs> you know what i'm right. saying we're a partnership and this is not really fun anymore but we got to a place where like dude and we fought to get off Atlantic Records and we and you know we we've we've I, mean, I wouldn't say struggled but I say it's just it's a different journey you know we we're just still trying to put out music um, that people will listen to and that they care about and lucky for us 
Um, I mean, we're a blue collar band. You know, we missed that that boat where you're just dude, these guys made all this money. You would think people think, oh, P.O.D. sold millions of records. They're they're sitting pretty. It's like, nah, that's not the case. We're we're a blue collar, hardworking band. We don't tour. We don't eat. You know what I mean? But but we're still 30 years later, still having fun. I think more fun now than we were for a season there. And we might not be have all the luxuries of certain that certain bands get because their connections and their you know their label politics, but um, you know, being able to just call the shots on your own is kind of peace of mind in itself. And, you know, you, you just, you, you live with whatever that comes with. <laughs> yeah. And I think the people that, that say, Oh, you, you know, you, there's millions of dollars here. You, you just got to remind them or enlighten them to the fact that it's a thing no. called re- recoupment. Yeah. And you hear that line to the Oh, bro. And, and, and you can never, you can never um, argue any of that. You know what I mean? It's like, there's those books are so deep yeah, where it's tough um you guys yeah i mean even i could don't even have to go down a list but if you put it this way millions of records sold and we are still in debt to the label right how how is that right especially it, now now it's even more crazy because now we can make a record for 200 bucks you know like right in, well in the your, interesting in your house you know? the other interesting thing about that to make it to double down on how scary that is is that that was in the yeah. era where we were you had to buy a cd for 17.99 yeah yeah yeah. So just think about the, think the, about the, the, profit, you, the, the revenue generation. I'm not that smart, but I can do the math. Yeah. Of, you oh, know, I know. No, I know you. I, I, I know you. We, we know. Um, <laughs> I can do the math right now. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> look at yeah. accounting. It's like there's a semi fee, a tire fee, a double Dude. driver overnight hey, fee. Like, hey, from, oh. And from what I understand, guys, exactly. there's still a, there's still a breakage fee in recording contracts in 2021. A breakage, I saw it last night. A, bre- last night. a breakage right. fee. Yep. Wow. Like, so that's well, something. Dude, which, which back in the day, it was if the CD broke on the way to whatever or was broken, there's a, a part of that right. that's taken out of your, that, yeah. that still exists. Even with, there's no CDs that's out there. So, so cra- that's, yeah. yeah that that's is crazy, crazy right? dude. Yep. Um, so I, I guys, I want to go, I want to go back a little bit and I, and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll move on to walk the plank and maybe do a little, would you rather, which is always fun. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, and I didn't realize this at the time, but of course I prepared like everyone else would prepare today mm-hmm. for an interview, which is wikipedia.com. Yep. I don't know if you guys are familiar with which that. Is wrong, Fasc- of fascinating, fascinating <laughs> lies to be found. You, you said a couple <laughs> things during this interview just now that were completely different than what Wikipedia yeah. said. So that's a bunch of horse. Um, yeah. <laughs> satellite came out on 9-11. Yep. The 9-11. Not because I looked, I, I looked at the date three times and I was like, no. 91101 oh. and I'm 9/11. like I'm like whoa man I mean you probably at the time had to answer a million questions about that um, oh yeah but you know maybe it's time's gone past enough and you have a different different perspective on that time and that that season as as you as you like to say and I'm totally co-opting the season thing yeah, um, yeah. during that season of of POD give us reflect on that for a second well yeah it was scheduled to release 911 I mean we still even have like stickers if you look at old you know, marketing, whatever tools it's, it's nine eleven oh one satellite. Um, alive was, was, um, top of the charts at the radio time. It was number one on TRL. We had, we had played battery park, um, four days prior to nine eleven. So at live TRL, they were at battery park. Um, still at that point, even not being too familiar with New York, um, as we're driving, you know, I remember my my good friend, uh, Maddie Matt, rest in peace. He was like, dude, that's the Twin Towers right there. He was literally giving us the tourists, you know, 
pointing out the buildings and we're like, sick, that's amazing, that's amazing. And then um, we get home. I think one day the plan was we we went to a, a I think I want to say it was a Tower Records here in San Diego at midnight on a Monday. Yeah, because baby. Because Tuesday is when they sold like a release records. day, man. Yeah. yeah. So we were allowed to do a signing at midnight, which was it was just jam packed. We stayed there for hours and hours and hours with the plan to go and do an album release show up in L.A. That morning, being asleep because we had been up all night. Um, we get the phone rings, my wife wakes me up, turns on the TV and it's, it's the, the twin towers and stuff. And so, um, I mean, at that point, you know, our, our record didn't even care, you know, at yeah. that point we, we had, there were so many, um, people from New York that flew out to help us with our album release. So they couldn't even go home. They ended up staying with us in our homes and we would cook, you know, my grandmother, we would cook for them. They stayed with us for like over a week, almost two weeks. And, um, you know, every day we would just be watching the news and trying to figure out when they could go back home. Um, but th- when, when through the years I've reflected on it, like, um, again, I, we didn't nobody cared about the record at that point. As far as the band goes, it wasn't important. It was about what the state of the world. But we were we took pride in the fact that Alive was one of the number one songs of the time. We, we took pride in the fact that uh, we were who we were. You know what I mean? Um, at that point, they're canceling the Slipknots of the world. They're canceling all these other heavy bands that were just talking about whatever, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll to each of his own. Um, but at that point, the, the world was looking for answers. The U.S. was looking for answers. And so we were really less than a handful of people that even, I remember I, they called me from TRL. It was like me, Lenny Kravitz, and like, I think it was Enrique Iglesias at the time because he had that song <laughs> Hero out, you know? Yeah. And but but I was we were proud that we were lumped into a, a group of artists that um, was actually putting out something that people they might not have known they were wanting. But even at that time, they wanted it even more. You know, they were looking for answers. What's going on? I mean, you saw the way the world kind of came together. or The U.S. Mm-hmm. came together at that time. But, you know, we knew that shortly after that, they'd go back to normal, <laughs> selfish world and not yeah. care. But it, but for the moment, it was beautiful. And so. Again, we took we, we were happy that we had a song. And if you listen to that song, I mean, that's what we we're talking about. We we're talking, I'm just you know, I'm happy to be alive. There's gotta be more to life. I mean, that's what's going on, you know. And so it was it was a beautiful moment. And, you know, I would never want that to happen again, but I think because of that incident in the state of the world that time really kind of lifted up POD to a different status because mm-hmm. people were paying attention, like, oh, that's that band that sings they wanna be alive. You know what I mean? So it was it was a connection. Mm-hmm. And it really, I mean, that record went on to just do amazing things. And so it was, it was a great moment. Not yeah. not that wasn't a great moment, right, but right. the way that, you know, the music community came together, the way the fans embraced um, who we were, you know. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a, we, we kind of made a mark in that, in that time in history. Mm-hmm. It, Chad, I'm completely fanboy and bogarting this entire interview. This is what you get when you get a fill, when you get a substitute host. By the way, I just I just keep talking. I don't shut up. So We're just talking I, like normal. You know? I was I was uh, I was uh, power washing my my patio the other day. Solid. Yeah, good 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 intro, right? See, this is this is hours of experience that I have in hosting a podcast, yeah, and uh, and I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about music that I went to see Steel Panther Saturday night out here in Tennessee. And before the show, they played Everybody Wants Some by Van Halen. By the way, this has nothing to do with 9-11. I want all, everyone to yeah, yeah. uh, Next chapter. Mom, mom, we've moved on. <laughs> uh, Kim, 
Kim, we moved on. Your mom too, yeah, Kim. Yeah, your mom too. Uh, the two listeners. Um, <laughs> but I was power. So I saw Steel Panther, and they, and they cranked up "Everybody Wants Some" by Van Halen before their before their the show. Right. Really super loud, right? There's like the background music, and then there's this thing, and it's like this is could represent what they do. And I was thinking about every everybody wants some, and, and it was on, it was really loud on the PA, and, and you could really hear the panning that was going on. So from it's just I was really honed in on the the production part of it. And it's, it, I started thinking while I was power washing about that moment. And I thought, man, I just, I, I, I'm the kind of guy who I'm, I'm rarely going to get in the car and have a Van Halen record in. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to have a Metallica record in uh, because I've just listened to it so much. Mm-hmm. I've just, I've consumed it so much that <laughs> I just have kind of phased out. Right. And then I was revisiting, um, a lot of your music today, a lot of the POD music. And I thought this is for me, this is like the part where I could listen to this for the next 20 years. Cause I don't ever get sick of POD music. It's, it's that kind of music where it's like, yeah, when it's on the radio, you're like, you're like, I'm not going to turn the channel, which by the way, is very, very, it's a sideways compliment, but it's, you know, it's like, I'm not going to turn the channel because it's interesting. And it's like, it's like, I'm not going to turn the channel. So it's, it's just interesting to me that like, I've kind of moved from, and there's a few, a few records out there like that, not just POD, but a couple more. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just interesting that to, I was interested I, in my thought. Yeah. It was interesting that the P- POD has created music, in my opinion, that it is, I can't say it's transcendent. I'm not that guy but 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 for me personally and i can't be alone in this it's like it kind of took the place of the van halens and every you know the thing the the black sabbaths and the and the things that i could listen to over and over and now i can listen to pod music and just be like i'm not going to this is this is still fresh after all this time so it's a Mm. it's a compliment to your music and and i think the fact that you guys spent a lot of time doing it and grew to this and you stayed who Mm. you were allowed you to not have to sacrifice and be like somebody else so every time you do something it's yourself and it's new and it's fresh and it sounds new and fresh while maintaining your identity right so yeah. i thought about that while That's power washing and that yeah. is the end of my story Ma- I'm gla- and i'm amazing and i'm so glad that i'm done with that power washing story uh, did you clean not, like did you get a full yeah. scrub did you, did you get any work done i wound up turning the power washer on myself guys <laughs> yeah so i got he this came. burn yeah yeah <laughs> No, I mean, he, you know, without, 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 uh, wasting any more of your time, uh, the same thing. I mean, I don't get in my car and listen to the radio, you know, because there's a, you know, there's a lot of things you could do, you could do now, like, you know, but I, oh, I have a playlist. PODs on it. And and seriously, and like when, even in that playlist, when POD comes on and it's always, I mean, it's South Town is what happens yeah, yeah. in it. Then, then I, you know, but I have Boom on there too, and like those two yeah. songs in particular, in the middle of all the other things that are, I've, like maybe more current songs that have came out. You know, those yeah. songs stand up because they feel unique. Nice. They feel like they feel real. That's what mm-hmm. they are. I mean, nice, the, the end of the day, it just feels like the same feeling that I had w- with my best friends when I was younger, making music, and yeah, That's you don't awesome. get to hear that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, I mean, I think that just comes from us all being fans of different musics. You know, we um, and again, our cultures, our our roots, our heritage. You know, we all there's a story in each individual. You know, and it just kind of comes out in music. 
I get this compliment a lot, you know, from people or, you know, even if they don't know the new songs or, you know, or the new records and, but they'll be, they'll hear it. And they're like, that's POD. That's you know, I think that's the yep. coolest compliment, you know, yeah. even, and obviously now 20 years satellite and we're older guys now too. There's a lot of uh, memories in history that roll along with that. So, you know, when I talk to guys like you or someone else, it, it, it all, it, it takes us all back to 20 years ago. I was like, Oh dude, when most it's like this kid was in high school, you know what I mean? Or junior high. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I used to skate with my buddies or we would, we, you know, we practiced football or whatever, you know, we'd go skating and we'd have this record on, you know, on blast. And it's like, this is a lot of things go together, but there is definitely a, a sound that I think is, is POD. And that's just mm-hmm. where we come from. It's all, it's all the elements. Um, and, and I mean, we have so many influence, but we never really, we never wanted to sound. We wanted to respect bands that we loved and take everybody's sound, but we never wanted to sound like anybody else or, or in at least one individual or make the same record over and over. And, you know, sometimes there's, there's, there's positives to that. And there's negatives, you know, but we just, even now writing a new record, right? I just want to, we just want to be true to ourselves, man. Yeah. But what if no one gets it? What if no, <laughs> what if they don't like it? What if it's, you know, it's like at some point you guys, go, I don't care, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, the real fan is like, dude, I love what you guys do. You know? And, yeah. and I want to say that even with circles, when, you know, like it, I listen, I listen to it and it, it, it sounds like a modern day POD. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it feels <laughs> like that same thing. I, it's on. It's, it, you know, like it's on. These yeah. guys sound. These guys sound just like POD. <laughs> I like these guys. They sound yeah, like POD. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys are cool. They remind yeah. me of POD. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh since we um since we have since this is the uh making waves the shiprock podcast let's take a moment yes. and let's uh let's talk about shiprock for a second and then we'll go on to some other fun stuff and uh we'll set you free and we'll release you <laughs> into the world into the scary world yes. out there um yeah so last time you were on what did i say 18 so three time three time loser um that's that's a joke uh three felonies uh convicted yeah. three convicted felons of shiprock um what what sticks out to your and mind a misdeme- about- and a misdemeanor i was a stowaway oh you were time. a stowaway that's <laughs> right that's right yeah was that uh that was when you 2017 did you you were up there it was the buck cherry right because you sang um is that yeah the we, did did? Beasties, we did a beast we did a link sabotage we did beasties yeah. and then uh and then, um, and then we did a uh, Lincoln Park too in the end. Yeah. We did it with Doug from Pukistangas. Stowaway's probably top three. That uh, sabotage was uh, was dude. It was so much was crazy, fun. man. Yeah, the energy yeah. was great because it was you and Jacoby and um, Josh from Bucks. Yeah, State. Josh. Thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. and that was like you know kind of our the three most popular. <laughs> <laughs> front man I, like the other uh, bands that we've had on ship rock and they're all on the stage at the same time doing this song it, it was that was great it was a good it was fun yeah so ship rock in general give us the give us the uh give us the paragraph uh, how do you feel about it <laughs> dude i i love it man i um my wife comes with me every year um, we we have a blast um you know i remember i remember even when it first started the concept was you know being i remember being on there in a half full ship and it was everybody was still kind of getting used to how things go, but now it's like uh, it's so comfortable. You know what I mean? You see familiar faces um, that you actually look forward to seeing every time you jump on Chip Rock, and then now even when they come out to the shows, it really has become this kind of music rock and roll family. You know what I mean? And uh, we we have a blast every time. I'm always asking Danny. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm down to do whatever, bro. Bring me on. 
give me a give me a place to stay, me and my wife, and we'll we'll roadie, we'll do whatever. It's just we we have a good time every time we go. Another edit, edit that out and send it to POD's agent. <laughs> send it to their agent. <laughs> do not pay. Do not pay this man. Do not what pay him. I, note to note to self. Note to self. What are my favorite um, moments on the ship ever? From playing, even, sorry, Al. Even after playing and all that stuff, is being on the beach and watching you guys play. Like it was. Yeah. The, it was like the. How did it feel for you? Because for for me, I'm like. This is the best fucking day of my whole life, right? It now. was rad, dude. Mm-hmm. The scenario—I still have pictures on my phone, dude. The the scenario was awesome. Um, you know, I think Danny and they kind of specifically put us there because you know they knew we'd kind of break break it down a little bit, maybe throw a little reggae mix in there and some mm-hmm. stuff. But there were so many people on the beach, and then from the stage point of view, just to see people like floating in the in the ocean on whatever with their drinks and hanging out, and everybody kind of spread out under the sun it's like uh it was it was it was surreal and it was a, uh, it was a cool moment like i said i still have the pictures of my phone my wife was with me that little abandoned ship that was there you know yeah. the backstage spot um and so i think we even got to do it again on a different island we just told danny we're like we want that slot dude that's the we want the beach day slot you know what yeah. i mean that's just like that's just the most fun i think everybody especially after a few days being on the ship once they get off and they get to run around and be in the ocean is like everybody's just in the, the best mood possible yeah. so, so they can yeah, put anybody on there and it's gonna be awesome but no nope. yeah they well no i disagree you. i totally <laughs> disagree <laughs> it's a really bad one i'll edit that part i'll edit that part out too yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so yeah there was two you did two beaches yeah no you didn't one you did we- the one 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 beach performance no, the, we did two beaches, but one was just us. The, the and I think otherwise maybe one yeah, I remember that, was, that was with Nom Point. One. Yes. Okay, that was a pirate. Otherwise, ship. The other otherwise, one, yeah. the that other is one the one that was that was uh, th- yeah that was like I'm I can't believe, I can't believe I can't remember the name. But we've been there a hundred times. That's the pirate ship. Now their story for our yeah. our our podcast listeners, Shiprock fans and Shiprock guests, the stage didn't make it. Oh. The stage is not making. You probably don't even remember because you're just like, "Hey, is this the stage? Great." There was supposed <laughs> to, there was supposed to be a stage there, and yeah. the stage didn't make it. And the 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 third the three second story of that is there was a guy that we worked with named Angel. There was another person named Angel who worked at the beach, and everyone got confused as to what Angel was talking to what oh, Angel. Wow. And in that Angel confusion, there was no stage delivered. So oh, wow. you and otherwise played that, and it was it was so great. It was like stage, it was fun. Better, you know. And that's yeah, where you I go didn't back know to that. Yeah, but it was it was a weird dynamic, and I, I thought it was oh, you know what? But it's still a pirate ship, so it's all yeah, cool. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in 2012, you played the stage on Great Stirrup K. That was the smaller private island, and yeah, I remember yeah. I remember that because another cool story. At least I'm I think it's cool. I worked all day in the sun, and there was all the events and all this stuff. And people running into each other with whatever, just crazy stuff that, that we do. And my wife was on that cruise and she's been on several, but hasn't been in years. And, and I was just beat. I grabbed a beer and I'm like, let's walk down the beach. I want to, I want to get, I want to get far enough away to still hear the band. So we walked in the water. We got down to like the edge where it was, I don't even know how far, 500 yards from the stage. And we mm-hmm. just sat her, she and I just sat with our feet in the sand right on the beach and you guys were playing down here with an earshot and the sun yeah. was setting and it was like oh nice dude yeah yeah it's so rad I, we didn't make sweet love i i mean that's how you cap a story <laughs> like that 
You cap yeah, a right. story with we made sweet. That would have just uh, ruined it. That would have ruined the yeah, moment. You yeah, know? yeah. And there's a breaded, I'm sure there's a breaded shrimp joke in there as well. Yeah. That we'll leave out. 100%. I was like, yeah. you know, but you know, yeah. you know, so yeah, that was another it, cool point. But the beach, the beach performances are always, there's always something special happening. It seems like it. Yeah. It, it, it really is a, a, it really is a good time. And I, I think all the, the, the ship rock fans have, have kind of learned and they've grown since those early years. Cause I remember those first years, it was just a mess, you know, mm. it was before I worked there. <laughs> got you, got you, the bosses, the bosses <laughs> get out of his chair. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, I got TPS <laughs> reports to file. <laughs> your your hours up, buddy. Well, this is perfect. We're gonna go to yeah. walk the plank, and I'll play the music while you're doing yeah. this. Yeah, okay. we're gonna walk the plank, baby. No, no worries. Here's a little number for walking the plank, walking the plank. It's a little number for walking the plank. We're gonna walk in, yeah, walk the plank. All right. Very good. Walk the plank. First question for you, Sonny, is what's the last thing you cried about? Oh, dude, I'm a baby. Uh, Nothing specific. I'm just, uh, you know, the the more I've grown in my faith and a daddy, uh, I mean, my kids, I have moments with my kids, right? I, I go watch them on the volleyball field, the softball field, baseball field, and just, I, I'm like a punk. Thank God I have glasses. You know? <laughs> Same. Same. I just, yeah, dude. Or, you know, or I, I, I get to talk to a lot of people and then, you know, we, we do share our stories and just, you know, whatever. Those moments of just gratefulness. I just, it's hard for me, you know, I don't know. Again, being a, being a person of faith, it's just one of the things that I know. My faith is legit because it's taken a heart of stone, you know what I mean? And it really has softened it up. And so when I see beautiful things now, I'm just like, oh, dude, that's it's here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's well, let, let, the, let the record show that the witness failed to answer the question. Chad, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my question is, uh, do, you, do you have a favorite quotation in what is it? Oh, uh, recently... And I'm using this for for my um, nonprofit that's a, that's charity. A good, that's a good question. Is by uh, Frederick Douglass, and it said it's. Um, see now you're gonna look at you put me on the spot. No, do yeah. it. I'll edit this out. The spot I have is it on so the, good to be. The, it is. <laughs> it's like it's a it spot on. at that far end of the beach. Pod's list. Let me see. I got actually. I got it on my. Um, you said Frederick Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass. Yeah, it's gonna be fire it, then. Yeah. <laughs> And it's uh, let's see, let's see. And I'm using it because I'm, I'm starting. I start up a nonprofit, and it's gonna. It's called Sunny Sandoval's Youth of the Nation uh, Foundation. Quote by Frederick Douglass says, "It's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men." Mm. And so, yeah. again, being Sunny Sandoval's Youth of the Nation Foundation, just investing into young people, into their futures, giving them opportunities that they most likely wouldn't have had, you know, being from the same hood I'm from. Um, yeah, I, I believe in these kids. I think they just need, they just need a shot or two. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's Thanks, awesome. Man. Hey, uh, and as that thing gets together, man, let us know how Shiprock can help, please. Yeah, dude, for sure, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So our last question for Walk the Plank is from a fan, and they're generic questions. So we gather cool. them, and then we pick one, and we ask you. So it's not going to be you related, just in general. Mm. Um, 
What, so the, 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 the question today is, uh, what temptation do you try the hardest to resist? Uh, food. <laughs> <laughs> not the first, not the first time that's been the answer, huh, Chad? Nope. Dude, it's, what, what kind it's, of, it's, it's real. I'll be out of here two minutes. I, I love, bro. I mean, whatever, that's not as fun and as spicy, but, um, yeah, I, I would say I do. I, I love food, but and if I ate the way I wanted to, I would, you know, I just wouldn't be able to move. Um, I'm, yeah, honey. Yeah, extra large, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pepperoni, <laughs> diet coke, diet. Thank you. As long as it comes to diet coke, we're set. We're set. <laughs> yeah. uh, everything else, though, man. I mean, whatever. I'm not a perfect human being, but I, you know, I don't know. I got. I kind of got a lot of things. I, I just try to. to use my best um self-control as possible again not that i'm perfect but I, I'm, I'm very aware of those temptations and so i i do my my best to 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 defend you know just for for all the right reasons well i'm, I'm sure you're doing a very good you look you look incredibly beautiful and healthy so. <laughs> i still want to drop you know, about 20 lbs you, <laughs> yeah. before shiprock you know before shiprock i gotta get there you it. go there and, you and go. speaking of which uh marcos looks amazing still too i guess yes. right so he's so he's hanging in there with his, his oh health. bro he's he's solid i've yeah. never seen him so committed man he's uh He's doing so well. He's so happy for him. I love him. Now, pieces. now I'm, I'm the so big happy guy in the band. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> I can't be the front guy and be the, the, be no, the big you're guy. Right. You're, you're right. No pressure. Um, so, so we're going to wrap this thing up with two with one quick thing. We're going to do a, a lightning speed round of Would You Rather, if that's okay with you, Sonny, if you're not yep, getting yep. kicked off of Hanrahan's, no, 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 we're good. Hanrahan's, we're good. Hanrahan's uh, office space there. <laughs> Chad, go ahead. Yeah. So real quick to preface this. This is just there's one or the other. You don't need it. No backstory. You, so okay. even if it's awkward, you just. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. They're, 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 really, they're really, they're really okay. easy. <laughs> All right. So always would you rather. Okay. So would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent? Uh, most intelligent. We're supposed to be rapid fire, but I have so many questions. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> And furthermore, I don't I'm, like so I'm, I'm so disappointed in the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you rather reverse one decision you make every one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 seconds every day? Reverse a decision. Mm. Would you rather? What am I going to do in those 10 seconds? <laughs> see, see, Chad, not you're the one who said, no, we don't need any. <laughs> we, wasted our we wasted our time about my stupid beach story with my wife. We could have dug into this. Hey. Would you rather win five fifty thousand dollars or let your best friend win five hundred thousand dollars? Let my best friend win five hundred. Yeah, I, th I think that's an easy one, right? Yeah, it's I, easy. I think that's it because then he could just give you 50,000 anyways, a commission. Maybe <laughs> I could probably get more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, there you go. You're uh, right. Yeah. Sonny, would you rather run at 100 miles an hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? Fly. Yeah, as as stated in, in some of your hits. Yes, you don't seem too happy with my answer. They, they no, don't let me explain. I know that's <laughs> that's what makes me unhappy is that we can't dive deeper. Yeah, we just rather, work another podcast. You, I know, yes. right? Uh, uh, would you rather continue with your life or restart it? I'll uh, continue. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather be able to talk your way out of any situation? 
great. No, I, I don't know why it's that funny. It's, it's, it's so funny. Because you already would predicted you, my answer, huh? Would, well, yes. Would you rather be able to, to talk your way out of any situation or punch your way out of any situation? I'll talk my way out of any situation. <laughs> Look, I got to take a second, though, because what if there's a situation where you have to punch your way out? You're, then getting, I'll do it. you're getting hit. <laughs> then I'll do it, but you can't. You have to talk. You're getting hit. Uh, who said no i'm just saying the best option would be to talk but absolutely absolutely i've punched my way out of plenty situations (laughs) i I can't wait until the day that we ask that question and somebody's like punch punch yeah oh yeah zach zach wild is on the clock (laughs) would you rather have free wi-fi wherever you go or have free coffee wherever you go and whenever you want dude free coffee yeah i'm there i'm there this one is completely re- okay. I'm not even going to say it. Would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or have seven toes on each foot? Seven toes. Ooh, that's a surprising yeah. answer. I, I just I'm not going to wear slippers. You know what I mean? But God, think of the think of the like the flexibility. No one would new, ever. But the new things you could do no with your hands. Know. I mean, granted, you, you wouldn't really, have you wouldn't yeah. have made, you wouldn't have made it past your eighth birthday. What would you no one wants to, to hang out with you, but <laughs> yeah. And furthermore, you could take the, you could take those seven yeah, fingers yeah. and really punch your way out of yeah. stuff. You know, see that would have went well if I answered punch my way out. You know, oh That's man, true. yeah, you've just been this aggressive dude. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> take the seven fingered hand and punch my way out. <laughs> would you rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality? Cat with a dog's. I, I lo- yeah, I'm not can't explain. Cat with a dog personality. Okay. I totally get I love, what you're going to go, though. You look I love cats. cats. Yeah, They don't I, listen. I, I do, too. <laughs> Would you rather know how you will die or when you will die? How? How? That's brutal, man. It is brutal. <laughs> that's, a t- that's a tough yeah. one. Yeah. Hey, I never thought I'd live this long. So. Yeah. You know, What's that? What if it was like you fell downstairs and every time hey. the stairs came up, you're like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Down. Well, that's it, man. That's 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 the whole awesome. yeah, that's uh, it. segment. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, that has brought us to the end of our podcast for tonight. Check us out again next week for another live segment. We hope actually, and then uh, the one we're looking for, looking forward to, uh, two weeks from today is going to be Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm will be on the podcast, and likely we'll be going live on Facebook. And uh, be sure to check out the rest of our episodes, including Walk the Plank and other segments we've got going on. And always like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. download tell your friends etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh once again remember that the uh pod streaming series the series called satellite over Southtown, is happening on may 13th may 27th and june 10th get your tickets get your codes get all that stuff taken care of i'm behalf you got yours <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm trying to find a friend see if i can get a uh, backstage pass uh <laughs> So uh, on behalf of myself, Al McManus, uh, sitting in for the irreplaceable Justin Press, thank you to my co-host, Chad, our lovely guest, Sonny. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody at Ask for Entertainment who helps us put uh, the show together, Jennifer Zito, Heather Smith, and of course, our captain, Alan Koenig. We remind you all to rock hard and vacation harder. Stay salty and stay hydrated. Good to see you, man. Thanks Sonny, thank you time. so much for being you here. You too, fellas. Great talking yeah. with you guys. Man. Yeah. You guys be good out there. Likewise, man. <laughs> Take care. All right, gentlemen. I'm just right here Spinning in circles I'm spinning in circles Spinning, 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 spinning in circles 
situation Delusions have lost my fascination Obsession, mind to addiction There's no telling what I do if you leave me Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear. The people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments. The ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember. The ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.